0: Hello and welcome to the Free Miffle Podcast, a podcast where three friends who all had dreams of being professional footballers. That's the way as children, when they would discovered food, have their say on the Premier League. I am sorry, Cahill, I have butchered that. That is your intro. I do apologise. Cahill, unfortunately, cannot turn up to date. That is right. Um, he's unfortunately missing that Tiran Re in finals, but it is what it is. We will give a real bit of praise later on. It's not always slander here, but welcome to the show. I am your host, Kojo, for today, and I am joined by four... One is missing at the moment, but he will be with us as soon as he can. Wonderful guests, but the three here I will introduce for the first time ever, an Everton fan, actually, as well, for the first time ever on my podcast, which is great. Um, and for the first time ever, I've so Marva. How are you doing?
1: I'm all good, thanks. Thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, ah, well, very happy to have you on and um, happy to hear the opinions of an of Everton fan, because this is the first time ever. And you, I've been trying to find an Everton fan for a long time, <laughs> finally got you one. I'm very happy to have you here. Um, and his first appearance on the show as well, uh, come to speak for his club, uh, who, again, um, well, you know, he's the city of the Tottenham. Um, yeah, we'll uh, dive into that, we'll dive into that. <laughs> How are you doing, bro? Yeah, good,
2: man. Thanks, thanks for having me on, man. Appreciate that. But, yeah, it's been a difficult, been a difficult season, man.
0: Very difficult. But yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate you for, um, for coming on, man. And Jan, are you here? Are you here? He's she's muted. Maybe she's not here. Jan? Okay, Young will be with us as soon as she can. She is a city fan. Um, She's been here before. Very wonderful fan. Very wonderful guest. And always welcome on this show. So she'll be here soon. And of course, Daps and also another city fan um, will be joining us later on. Uh, So with that, we might also hold off the City Spurs game for a while. I think we should dive straight into the Emirates, which was a day of protesting and burn Leno. Martha, a win. At the Emirates Stadium. Firstly, let's um, talk about the game. So, mm-hmm. how were you feeling approaching the game, and how did you feel after the game? Of course, considering the result.
1: Uh, approaching the game was a bit of a weird one because we obviously haven't won at um, the Emirates ever, and we haven't won at Arsenal since like the 90s. So, you go in obviously not too confident, but given what our run was, given that we hadn't won in like six games, the way Everton have been this season is just when you think we're out of it after like a big slump we managed to find a way so I had a kind of feeling that was like I don't think we're going to give this up just yet um, and then obviously just happy to get the win no matter how ugly it was really.
0: I mean let's talk about your season in general because I think we you started the season off first you brought James Rodriguez you bought in Alain you the Ducuri mm-hmm. um, people including myself to be fair were very excited about the potential Everton had what they could do coming forward but yeah um, there was a, bit of a, a little bit of a drop-off, but considering you as a fan, are you happy with the how the season's going so far?
1: I am when you take into consideration sort of how it's all played out. I think obviously it's just a weird season as it is. No team has really been that consistent other than pretty much City and then on the other end, like Sheffield, really. So it's like every team, especially between sort of what like fourth and even like tenth it's just been so up and down and um, we haven't been an exception to that so it's just been a bit of a strange season obviously no home fans so it's just like our home form has just gone completely out the window and then also our injuries like i don't like to always use it as an excuse but given how well we started the season, that team that started the season well, out of that starting 11, every single player other than Keane, who even he's had some time out, has had a lengthy spell out. And in those past six games where we didn't get a win, some of our team was just like awful. Like if you saw our bench against Brighton, I think it was, it was just like, Everyone was like under the age of 20 other than a Iwobi, pretty much. So given what we've had to deal with, the injuries we've had, I think we've still stepped up in ways that we haven't done previously. We've definitely become a more solid team. We've just got a bit of hope, I think, just something a bit more positive to hold on to compared to previous season. So generally, I'm pretty happy. Obviously, it could have been better, but I think a lot of teams could have been better this season, if that makes sense.
0: That's fair. Um, Ash, let's talk about the... Let's talk about James Rodriguez, actually. Um, we'll come back to Marvel for this one as well, considering him, because a lot of people have been 50-50 with him. He came from the free transfer. He's played with Carlo Ancelotti before. So I think the expectations were extremely high, considering how him and Ancelotti got on at Real Madrid. What's been your analysis of James so far this season?
2: I've, I remember watching him quite a lot at the start. And I just thought that's what, that's what I thought he would he would be doing at the start you know, had big impact on games. He was running certain games I was watching earlier on in the season, literally just running the games. Um, I don't know whether it's injuries or, I mean, when you have so many injuries as a player, it limits what you can do on the pitch. So I don't think, I mean, he can still produce moments of brilliance like he did in the United game at Old Trafford, brilliant finish. That's, That's what he gets. But in terms of like ability to control games, we need to realise as fans, like when you have certain injuries, it really limits us, as it really limits you as a player in terms of what you can do. So, I don't, I, I personally feel that it's down to injuries, which is which has not really made him hit the heights that we would have thought this season. But yeah, I, I think he's been, I think he's been, he's been, he's been, he's been good for Everton. He's still one of their key players.
0: Marva, do you agree with that assessment?
1: Yeah, I do. Obviously, like he had he kept kind of having weeks out as well where we didn't really know the extent of the injury and stuff. And it was starting to see like, Oh, okay, this is why we got him on a free and other clubs weren't like fighting for him in the same way, but he's definitely been a key signing for us. Even so like to that assist at Anfield, um, like Ash said, like the finish at United, like, and just when he comes on, we've just got so much more creativity and that's just something huge we've been lacking. So like, you know, I don't think he would be a top player for other clubs Uh, in the Premier League but for us it works because we just need someone who can come on with that flair of creativity that we've been missing so much Um, and it's kind of like having a luxury player it's like Mm. you sort out the rest of the team everyone else works hard and you just allow him the space to just go and do what he needs to do which he's basically done in pretty much every game he's played for us. Do you know what I kind of
2: compare I I kind of it's kind of similar to the Bale situation because Bale's body is his body's been through so much where right? it's not allowing him to dominate and, and, and run up and down the pitch like he used to do. And, but he will still give you that. He will still give you their moments. Like, they've got, I look at the goal bill scored against Southampton. No one else in our team can score that kind of a goal. Yeah. Keep a level head, whip it into the top corner in that kind of angle. That's only something a world-class player would do. And that's the thing with bill he'll, He will give you the moment. Same with Hamas Rodriguez. He'll give you those
0: moments... But their body just won't allow them to, to do what they used to do. Do you think Hamas yeah. um, Rodriguez is Everton's most important signing in terms of the level of quality?
1: I think it's been up and down to it. I think pretty much every signing we made in the summer has been our most important signing at one point of the season or other.
0: Right. Like
1: Alan was really key to us when he got injured. You could see it. Decore, now he's out. You can see how Im- we didn't win in six games once he was out. So you can see how important he's been. And he just allows us to play regardless of what formation we're playing, what set up, is the backbone to just cover everything. Um, and then obviously the creativity of Hamas Drieges, and then Ben Godfrey, who just sort of came out of, I don't want to say came out of nowhere because obviously he was great, but like for Norwich, but just I thought it would take a bit of a season or at least to get into it. And he's just been like, just stepped up in all positions we needed to. So all of those four signings, to be honest, have been our key players pretty much. Mm,
0: um, let's, let's talk about Arsenal. Let's talk about Arsenal, shall we? You smile on my face because um, Cahill's not here, so I can talk as much rubbish as I need to. Um, firstly, let's talk about Bernd Leno because he, when he came in, I think, just like most goalkeepers that go to a big club, they start off pretty well. I, feel, I mean, personally speaking, Tim Howard started well, Fabian Barthez started well. We've had mm-hmm. issues; these guys starting well and they're suddenly just suffering a dip. Now, I will say this. I feel like Leno has still had good performances, but he's capable as you saw of making absolute blunders ash um
2: i think, I think they sold the wrong keeper
0: right please continue 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 oh.
2: yeah I, I was i, I think they sold the wrong keeper like you said leno's a, Le, leno can can sometimes be a brilliant shot stopper right Ooh. but apart from shot stopping from what I've seen, there's not many other good things about him. In terms of commanding in his area, he's poor. Right. In terms of b- b- ball handling, I haven't really seen too much to make a to make a proper judgment. But when I see commanding of his area, poor. Like he, ma- he makes he makes silly mistakes and uh, Martin Martin me has been the best goalkeeper in the Premier League this season. Mm. Okay. If I'm doing my Premier League team this the season, he's be- he's my goalkeeper. I think they sort of. A- I know some I know some Arsenal fans are going to say yes yeah, a bit reactionary but you you judge from, you, ju- you judge from what you see right and some of them will say about I, I don't know I, I I never remember watching Martinez too tough for Arsenal I don't think I've ever seen him play for Arsenal so I can't really judge on on what he's actually done at Arsenal as uh, per se but yeah I I think Lena. I think Leno's a a mediocre goalkeeper man if you want to get to that next level I don't think he's the guy cuz imagine when you're playing in the Champions League And you're playing in you're playing in games where you're you're the pressure is higher, yeah. Mm. It's a different ball game. So it's a different ball game. I I don't I don't think he would be if if he was my if he was my club's goalkeeper. I'd 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 be I'd be wanting him out.
0: Do Do you think he improves with a better defence? Because I mean, we know Arsenal's defence has been a (laughs) bit.
2: No. You say you say you say that yeah, but at the end of the day. The guy's making basic mistakes. Mm. Basic, do you know? If you if you weren't making basic mistakes, then I can understand. If you're making basic mistakes, not putting the not getting your body behind the ball, you can't expect you can't expect defenders to help you. you
1: also, in that? a game like in a game like that where. I can understand in in previous games where if it's like the defence are so open that they're just letting shot after shot after shot and then he does a mistake, it's like, well, come on, he's he's saved you many times before in that game. You can't just blame on him. But in a game like that where we didn't have many chances, we had about probably three shots before that or whatever. And then in the second half, it was all Arsenal. So all Arsenal needed him to do was keep their concentration in that one moment and then we got that one moment and he doesn't do it and then yeah you can blame Xhaka for diving in and everything but it's also just like as your goalkeeper if you've only got that one chance you need to save um whilst your your team have kept the other team at bay then you're gonna have to blame him and not so much your defense in that scenario
0: um let's introduce jan jan how you doing
3: hi yeah, i thanks how are you doing?
0: I'm oh, good, thank you, good, thank you. Um let's let's finish off on Arsenal quickly. I'm I'm enjoying the slander right now. Um, just on Arsenal, so I mean Arteta obviously um we've asked you many times before, we know he's been former coach at City, was under Pep, but you guys haven't really been I mean ever since the takeover haven't been in this position that Arsenal are in right now. But you know how Pep likes to build his teams. So as a as a disciple of Pep, um what well do you what do you think Arteta needs to focus on the most? Because when we look at the goalkeeper, it's a desperate situation. The defence has been poor for years. They're still looking for, I guess, a defensive midfielder because Partey is still doing more of a box to box role. And despite spending fifteen million on each on two strikers, those guys haven't fired them into a Champions League spot. So where's the biggest issue?
3: Um, gosh, I think the job for Splatters is a bit too big for Arteta. Um, I think an experienced manager would probably struggle at Arsenal right now with the squad that they have. So for someone who isn't experienced, I think it's way too big a job for him. Um, I think they need, they need a rebuild. I think they've got some good quality young players in there. They've got Saka, they've got Martinelli. I think he's quite young. I don't know how old he is, but... I'm assuming he's young. And then they've got, you know, um, what's the other one? Um, Emile Smith-Rowe. So they've got some good players there. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a hard one because they bought Partey, who is a great player, um, not doing as well as he was doing at Atletico there. Um, so I think it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. Um, he started off kind of focusing on their defence, and they were quite good defensively at the start of the season. That's sort of gone the opposite way now. So I think they're having problems at the front and problems at the back and then problems in the midfield. So it just seems to be like there's no part of their squad which seems to be clicking correctly. Like we've seen it with Man City. We've always had good attackers, good midfield and our defence was always the problem. I feel with Arsenal, it's like every section there is a problem. So I I don't really know. I think it's going to be difficult. They're going to have to, the owners are going to have to invest. Maybe they'll listen to the protests and they'll go out there and invest a little bit more. Um but yeah, it's difficult. I <laughs> d I don't, I don't the, even know what they can do to be honest.
2: You see, you see the way I look at Arsenal, yeah? I look at them at their defense, mediocre, Gabriel mm. he's not as he's good, he's not as good as them fans make out to be. Yeah. Mm. I look at left left back left back Kirantini, decent, yeah. centre back pairings. These guys will. These guys will produce for you, four, five, six, seven games. But mm. these, they're these. They're not good enough. Bele, Hector Bellerin, Cedric, not good enough. I look at their midfield. Xhaka, he's been he's been an important player in recent months. Granted, but he's not good enough. El Nenny, Mohamed El Sideways, he's not good enough. Yeah. Thomas Party, I think I think Thomas Party. I was a big fan of him when he was at Atlético. So yeah, so I I wouldn't say he's good enough, but. I look at their forwards and I think these guys aren't performing to their ability, right? Right. And I struggle when I when I, I I see Arteta and I struggle to understand what are you trying to build with this team. And then another part of me is like the players aren't good enough. But then I look at the forwards. And I just I think I think the problem at Arsenal is both. I think Arteta oh. is not the right man for the job. First of all,
4: right.
2: To a lot of the players are not good enough. I think it's a, it's a bit of both. It's not one or the other. For me, yeah. and like Jan said, way too soon for Arteta. You can't, you can't go, you can't, you can't go to Arsenal as your first ever job, being the head coach of a football club, and your first job is at Arsenal. Nah, man. But- Do you know
3: what? Even if he joined straight after Venga, I think they still had, I think Sanchez at that time, they still mm. had some players, but I think now, like the position that they're in, I think Pep Guardiola would struggle. <laughs> to get them in mm. touch with that squad, do you know what I mean? And yeah, 100 percent So yeah, it's difficult.
0: I mean, I mean, you look at Xhaka, it's basic mistakes.
2: Mm.
0: Basic. Yeah, Kho K- K- agrees with you guys. He wants our chat now <laughs> I'll <go real> quick. <laughs> and it's funny because he's messaging through his dad's YouTube channel. Yeah, so that's like, like I said, yeah, like I
2: can't I can't see what Arteta's trying to do with his team. I can't see mm. consistency in the way he's trying to play, right? Some yeah, of the done. decisions that he's made. You can't defend those, so I think he's too inexperienced for the job. That's just, that's just it.
0: But I want to ask this question to Marva because I've been thinking this for a while and I haven't really waited to say it out loud, but it's starting to get into my head. Are Arsenal still a big club? I mean, <laughs> I mean, to be, I mean,
1: they I think the fact that they won the FA Cup last year still keeps them somewhat in it. I think if they hadn't, you'd be questioning them a lot Mm. I think obviously their history just keeps them there and just the size of the club keeps them there but I think the fact that I've been actually quite obviously Arsenal fans have been annoyed but I've been I thought I'd see more annoyance from Arsenal fans that I know like they've been quite um I guess relaxed with us not relaxed but just a bit more accepting of of okay this might take time but it's like the position he's in he's six points behind Everton now at one point there was like a 12 point gap and we're not even having the best of our seasons either. We've dipped for a lot as well. And you just think that's just unacceptable as a club of their stature. And not only that, like Jan was saying as well, it's like what I say worries me, but it doesn't worry me because I don't really care what happens to Arsenal. But what worries me <laughs> works, for them, works, from from the point of an Arsenal fan is, is like, yeah, I'm saying it's like, there were, I think the decisions of managers uh, in between, they could have been so much higher than they are now if they'd made those right decisions, because now it's gone so far down. Who do you get to come in and bring them up? Do you even get like a world-class manager, whoever that may be, to take them up because are the players even there for them to do that? And then are you going to be too disappointed of what a world-class manager can bring out of these players? So it's like, it's a proper rebuild situation now. Whereas if they'd made the right decision after Wenger, you might be in a different position, but it's like, now I don't really know where they go from here, to be honest.
2: They should get Jose Mourinho. Oh. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. Imagine. That would be interesting. Um, would be very, he, would, he, would he would run that club into the ground. Jose <laughs> would run them into the ground, no
0: doubt you know, about it. I, I hated the idea of the Super League, but there's always a little part of me that wanted to see how Arsenal would just perform in that. How
1: Arsenal would have performed in that, to
0: be fair. Yeah, it's, a, it's a little bit of part of me, but it is what it is. Okay, uh, we will go to the Carabao Cup G- game in a second, but I just want to cover this real quick. Liverpool, again... Have dropped points at home this time to Newcastle. Um, I mean, we're all kind of rivals of them to an extent, anyway. Um, so we will start. Let's start with Marvel because it's Everton, Liverpool. They are neighbours. Yeah. What is the? I mean, f- from a neighbour's point of view, what is your opinion of Liverpool this year? Why, ha- why have they failed so badly?
1: I mean, like I said about other teams, anyway, it is just a weird season. I think no one's kind of coming with that same consistency, of course big injuries, as we well know in that Merseyside Derby. And um just just generally I think when you've performed at such a high level for a few years as well, without real recruitment to the level that other clubs have, um, you know, that can that can take its toll and and you can see that in the players now. Um so obviously you can blame it on injuries, but the thing that's that's weird at the moment is just that like I watched that Newcastle game and Yes defensively they were very open but they didn't you know concede that many the issue was that they had so many chances and they didn't finish them and these are their strikers who were on form for so many years now and that's where I maybe put it down to a kind of burnout and um, but they had so many chances and it's just like it's just coming back to bite them now if you you cannot waste that many chances and expect to get away with it
0: but if we if we question the thing at the back I know they have had injuries but yeah. In this year in particular, they conceded the goal in the 92nd minute, they were saved by VAR, and they still conceded in the 95th minute. Yeah. So, I, trust me, I, I do agree that the forward line is a problem because is the only one that's producing consistently on any level right now. Uh, Mane's fallen off badly this year, but I, I hope it's a one-season thing. Firmino, on the other hand... Uh, I, well, I don't I'm, think is good enough for that football club. Well, they were telling they were telling your fan base that Kane couldn't get into their team
1: because of him. I think even they would change their mind on that now.
0: <laughs> I would hope so. Do you know what I do you know how I see it at Liverpool? Yeah.
2: A lot I've been speaking to like, a lot of Liverpool fans, they come into our rooms or clubhouse and some of them see injuries. And I'm like, it is and it isn't because at the end of the day, you're not pressing how you used to press in numbers as a as a unit. Mm. I mean the press is sometimes one person's going when one person's going anothers you're leaving gaps in in your team, they're not pressing how they used to, and like Marva said, their forwards haven't been good enough, and you can't blame that on the defenders, and people are like, yeah, but the ball's not getting out to them, that's nonsense, because they're creating ma- many, Mane has missed, how many mm-hmm. sitters this season, how many absolute sitters has he, that guy missed this season, so it's not its not just injuries, it's a collective, the whole thing, and Here's how I, you know when you play that high intensity, high press football. Yeah, you can't keep that up for three years without refreshing the squad. Look at Man City. Yeah, they dipped off for the last two years. Pep had a built that brilliant team, won the title, retained it. Right, you have to refresh the squad because as a player, when you're playing forty odd games a season with that high intensity, high press football, you can't do it for that long without refreshing. So they haven't, they haven't gone out and refreshed the squad like they should have done. So you can't you can't really sit here and be surprised that this drop-off has happened.
1: But also just not refreshing and, and changing up your tactics in different games as well because, like you're saying, you cannot press that high consistently. And not only that, we saw in the Villa game, the 7-2, that even when Van Dijk was there, if they're not on their game, it, it can still go horribly wrong pressing up that high and having such a high line if you're just not on your game. And it it they went through that when it was what the five five games in a row at um anfield where they didn't win and then they played um fulham i'm not sure if it was four or fifth but so they've been on a bad run and then they were still playing such a high line despite the fact they didn't have um i mean they were resting players for a champions league game so they didn't have their like chosen back four i think only maybe trent was playing other than that the back four were not their their usual players, still playing a com- ridiculously high line. Fulham were just in every time. And you just think, if you do have those injuries and you do have that burnout, why not at least try and change it up slightly in different games so that you're not just causing yourself to be completely wide open and then they just lost. And it was like, well, yeah, Fulham have been in every time and if it was a better team, that would have been like 4-0. Yeah. And
2: do you know, um, so, do you know sometimes, yeah, it's physically and mentally draining. Like... It's very similar with with the Pochettino team at Spurs. He he had that he had that team, and when he kind of figured out his best team, it was consistent. Yeah. And then, like I said, when you play that football for so long, it's physically draining and it's mentally draining as well. And then that effect just lasts, and and you see it now with this, if you look at the Spurs team, you see it now. Certain players are mentally exhausted. Like you need to refresh your squad. I think if Liverpool refresh their squad. Yes, you. Yes, it's a it's a luck thing, right? Because you might buy someone worth 30 40 mil. They might not turn out to be who you think they are. So, if Liverpool refresh their squad, they get lucky with the transfers in terms of players. Players do what's expecting them. They could well. They, they will be back because Jurgen Klopp's a brilliant manager, and he knows he knows how to get the best out of his team. There's no denying that. But yeah, it's it's can they get the right players in? Because listen, if Van Dyke comes back to
0: this team, I think there's there's still going to be other problems that Liverpool have. Um, so, Jan, considering yeah. your club has pretty much the best record right now in having a, a well-built squad that you can rotate very well, um, how does how does Pep do it? How would you expect Klopp to drive to the, the same thing? How do you look at the transfers and say, this is how he knows this would be the right player to bring to the team?
3: Um, I think Man City have always done things a little bit different. Like, people... Um, on social media make out like we go and buy all the stars. We don't tend to do that. We tend to buy the player that's not a star, but they might be coming through. You know, people like Leroy Sane, he was known before he came, but he wasn't a big star. Um, Ruben Diaz is the only one where he was kind of on a lot of people's radar. Um, But even still, he wasn't the key signing. It would have been Kula So Man City do go out and buy sort of the next player, like Ferran Torres. Didn't know too much about him. Obviously, he's not quite settled into our team yet. He's doing okay. Uh, I think he will get better next season. Um, But, yeah, Man City tend to do that. So, it's like this summer. I I can't see us buying a (laughs) Haaland or a Harry Kane. I can't see it. I think we'll go and buy someone else um, that's less known. Danny (laughs) Ings. I don't... You know what? I I don't know. I I think Danny Ings is a bit old for Man City. They don't tend to buy older players. Maybe. Um,
1: I'll, that,
2: I'll that, it, maybe for like the homegrown quota. one
3: of on the
1: bench.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, but yeah, you know what? A clinical striker is what we need. Anyone will do because yeah. there might a chance of chances we miss talking about Liverpool. Manchester city much better, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I think in terms of Liverpool, like I agree um, with what Ash was saying and and Mavre as well. That high intensity, the way you play, like Man City did it for two years back to back, and the third season we just crashed out. Like last season, not great at all. Um, we got an injury to a key player, and we ended up having Fernandinho in the back. So similar to Liverpool in, in that regard, and yeah, we struggled. You know, and and Liverpool fans were saying it's not an excuse. You spent this much money, blah 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 blah. And I was just saying, like, I wouldn't expect Man City to ret- to go back to back to back in a title. It's difficult, you know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, it's one of them things I think, obviously, they don't have as big a squad as us. But it's just it's interesting with Man City because people slate us for spending loads of money and then they complain that our squad is better than theirs. And it's like, where do you think the money's gone? We've, we've spent so much money so that we can rotate because we played 53 games this season already. You know what I mean? So... And we've got we've got how many left? We've got five left in the league. We've got two left in the Champions League, possibly three. I'm hoping for three. Um, you know what I mean? So we've got seven to eight games left. So it's going to be 60 games this season. So you can't play the same team week in, week out for 60 games. You know, it's unrealistic. So I think Liverpool do need to improve. I think they got quite lucky with Jetta because Jetta just slipped in and he was just perfect. I know he's off form at the moment. But he was really, really good. But even his injury, you could blame that on Klopp because Mm -hmm. Klopp played him in a pointless game where they didn't need Mm -hmm. to win and he got injured in that game. So I think, there's. I know Liverpool fans um, have said a few times that Klopp has made some interesting decisions this season. But yeah, you can't fault him as a manager. I I expect him to come back fighting next season um, and I expect them to be up there. I think they will buy players, they've already looking at a centre back. Um, they just you've just got to be a bit careful with that Van Dyke injury because some players come back fine, like Leroy mm-hmm. Sainz, and other players are like Benjamin Mendy. Benjamin Mendy's not been the same since he's got the same injury. So they yeah, have yeah. to hope he comes back the same Van Dyke that went off, you know. So I don't know. I think they've had problems before Van Dyke though, because that seven two he was on the pitch. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, you know, I do think they have really problems
3: tough. before, and it's just it's hard to maintain that level. I think they need to refresh. We haven't seen many teams go that long with the same footprint Man City, you know, we've had Aguero as a constant, but we've changed it a lot. You know, he's had Negredo, he's had Tevez, he's had all these different players. So yeah, I think I think they need to change it, and I think they'll be back. That's
0: what. Um, let's just address Newcastle quickly. Just a quick one on them um, because I was thinking they were going to go down because. Anyone that's heard me from day one of this podcast knows I have no belief whatsoever in Steven Bruce. I call him <laughs> Steven. Um, but that's, that's I mean, a Man
2: United legend.
0: Uh, as, yeah, as a player, fantastic. As a manager, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, as my favourite manager says, I prefer not to speak. If I speak, <laughs> I'm in big trouble. You don't want him
3: after um, Ali. Pardon? You don't want him after Ali. Uh, no. You should have he isn't
0: Do you
2: say Jose Mino is your favourite manager? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: I, I love him. I'm not even, I'm not even bad for you. i bantering you. Did love him like, when he was at United? I did, you know. Oh my god. No, but 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 no no trust me, I was with the fans saying that he had to go, but <laughs> that would never You'd be have to bro. He was yeah. running your club to the ground. Listen, bro, listen, United fans are uh, treatment
2: of certain players. No no, 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 no. no.
0: We'll talk about Mourinho later on, but trust me, all I'm going to say is this, United fans are spoiled. And he brought them trophies, mm-hmm. brought them what they were asking for. They knew what was coming. Yeah. They asked for it anyway. And then when it happened, they bitched and moaned. They ain't got anything to complain about. They got what they wanted. They finished second, they can shut up. And that's included me. You know what I'm saying?
2: Do you know the funny thing is, just quickly, before, before you want to move on yeah. most United fans that I've spoken to, and I'm asking the question: Do you look back on his time? And do you look back on the trophies he's won with fond memories? And they all
0: say no. Oh yeah, because of the because of the football. But then I'm like, you're you're saying that, but when the full whistle, when the full-time whistle when you're all screaming the house down like we in the Champions League, so don't come and give that energy. You're liars, you're liars, like you were happy. And if he won the title, he would be would be hearing we'll be hearing the end of it. So that's it. But anyway, um, this is just Newcastle quickly. Uh They've done well this season to stay up, actually. I think they are certain to stay up now. Mother, um, what what do you think they need to do next season to try and avoid this drop? Well, I mean, I know my answer is get rid of...
1: Get rid of Steve Bruce. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I I do feel for Newcastle fans because there's so much in the media as well for them about just saying, like, well, what, what more do you want? What more do you expect kind of thing? And it's just like they've got an owner who just sort of messes them around. Their, their manager, they the kind of bar for him set by the media is basically oh but he you're not relegated and it's like as a football fan you want a bit more than that you want some enjoyment luckily they're getting some enjoyment now obviously um so maximan coming back in is is huge and if that's one thing to hold on to him because he obviously just is just levels above a lot of their players i think if they can hold on to willock maybe some a few players like that getting a few more like that, then hopefully they can. Again, I'm saying hopefully. I, I don't care, but <laughs> they 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 might want to do better. The only problem is that my vendetta against Newcastle is that they're our bogey team. We just always do something stupid against them. We've oh, the, two two. <laughs> in the, where we had, it was oh. we 2-0 in the 93rd minute last season. Oh, but yeah, wow. We've yeah. just had, everything always happens against Newcastle. So, we've kept them up, essentially. They got six New- points of us this season. New- so Newcastle as long as,
2: pointed us as well, man. <laughs> pointed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm so never, as long as like, Spurs are in the, the, league next season, then they've still got a good chance of staying up to be so honest, like, They'll get I've, six I've, points I've off of us.
2: I've always looked at it like, I, I want them to get relegated. Just go. <laughs>
1: Just stop embarrassing us, yes, so.
2: man. Like every time they haunt us, I never forget that one no at White Hart Lane with Tim Crow. That the, uh, the amount of saves that this guy made yeah. it was unbelievable. And, and I'm talking oh, saves goodness. from point blank range, yeah.
1: I forgot and about your last day of the season, one as well. Last day, is that <laughs> one haunts <laughs> me, <laughs> bro. Forgot about that one, <laughs> that might be worse than it, to be fair.
2: have already been relegated. <laughs> <laughs> and they beat us five one. And listen. Whoa. Even even this season, yeah, they nicked a, They got we let Joe Linton look like I've never seen Joe Linton play like that in his life. Yeah, even earlier on in the season, they got that yeah. that they got that handball from Eric Dyer that was never. Oh a yeah, ball. yeah, they yeah have won My yeah. club so many times. So when I saw them this season, I was like, please get them out of this league. <laughs> get them out of this league.
1: Yeah, I and you... Mean, do you know
2: what it's sad to see Fulham go down man because I think I think mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're gonna survive but I don't want I don't want to see them go down man they got too many players in that squad that I like
0: yeah like wait hold on wait I need to actually you know, I need to actually address that like who
3: what, what, in what Fulham
0: Yeah I see I hear these things about you know people like them but I am like <laughs> for what reason uh That's I like Anderson
4: there,
0: yeah. I? Anderson and Greisa, <laughs> Lamina. Uh, I
2: like, I like Lukman I, like I think Lukman's a baller um, do you know what Harrison Reed is a good is a good player you know I like Harrison Reed. I like, the, okay. I like the way they play football I like the way that they try and go about things I think Scott Parker's yeah. a bit a bit new to this thing so he's going to learn from he's going to learn from his mistakes but if he stays with them they'll be back up again like uh, no doubt about it but they, they've got some players in there that I, I like their team Oh,
0: that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I just had to point out that my team did not lose in Newcastle at all the season. So I am I'm feeling good. You know, we we'll still get Bruce out of here. Um all right, let's address the uh the final. Let's address the final, shall we? Man City won. Tottenham nil. Um Julio Calini was definitely smiling. Use Mourinho might have been smiling somewhere where he is in West London. Um Let's address the winners first. Let's go for the winners first. I think that's fair. Jan, what did you expect of this game when you were coming into it? New manager Ryan Mason to approach, but what did you think?
3: You know what I actually thought? I thought this is so far in Man City's favour that I could just see a Tottenham win. You know one of them games yeah. where you go into it thinking we'll win today? And I thought that worries me. <laughs> so I thought, oh no. I thought Pep was going to prioritise PSG. I thought he was gonna play the same sort of squad that played against Chelsea. Because let's be honest, that front three can't hit a bando. Um, and we saw that against Chelsea, they couldn't hit a bando. Um, so yeah, I expected that. When I saw the lineup, I thought, oh, that's what I would have gone with. Because even though Sterling is off form at the moment, he needs a goal for confidence. And to be fair, I thought. You know, if if you just watched Man City on a one-off game, you would be like, oh, Sterling was rubbish," But he was much better than he has been all season. Apart from that one little, I think he had like a spell of about a month in February when the team were on fire and he was really good in that period. But apart from that, he hasn't been good this season. Um, He's not clinical. His confidence is on the floor. You can tell by the decisions he makes when he gets in the box. Normally, he will take someone on. You know, I'll go one-on-one with the keeper. He wasn't doing that. He was looking at who to pass to. So that just says where his confidence is. Um, but I thought City played really well in that final, to be honest. I thought we're not clinical, but we haven't been all season. So that hasn't changed. Um, but, yeah, I thought we were good. Um, I thought Spurs were great in the first half defensively. I think as much as we were clinical, they blocked everything. It wasn't a case of Man City weren't getting a shot. Dyer or... Um, Larice just seemed to block everything in that first half. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I thought I thought we were good. I thought Spurs were quite poor going forward. Um, I expected because. more from Sun, because Sun is normally brilliant against Man City. Um Harry Kane hasn't been the best against Man City, but he still puts them opportunities in for like Sun and stuff, and he, he didn't do that. But yeah, I think if I was a Spurs fan, I'd probably be quite annoyed. Because um, it didn't feel like a cup final from them. It's kind of like us against Chelsea. Mm. City weren't playing like that was a key game. City were playing like that was a game against Wigan at the end of the season when he won the league. Like that's how City played in that Chelsea game. But yeah, I, I didn't think Spurs, considering that was their chance of a trophy. Um, you know, I thought. But then that being said, I thought Man City were really good. So it would have been it would have been difficult for any team to beat Man City on that day, playing the way we did. So, yeah, I think it's it's not as bad as it seems from a Spurs point of view, I'd say. What,
0: what, what do you think the issue is with Raheem Sterling? Because I'm I'm not someone that's a fan of stats. So if he doesn't score a lot of goals... Yeah. I'm, I'm the same. I, really, I, I don't really care. As long that's, as I see mm-hmm. good performances, mm-hmm. I can forgive. You'll miss chances in football. If he misses yeah. three or four chances, but i see an overall good performance, I can be pleased, but just wanted to improve that finishing. But he's just been... He's been off it, like you've obviously alluded to, but what do you think he's missing from his previous seasons? Do
3: you know what I think it is with Raheem? Like, we touched on it with Liverpool. Liverpool have played pretty much the same squad for two years or or longer, three years, you know, at this high level. And I think the players are struggling now because it's hard to maintain it. And Raheem Sterling pretty much starts every game for Man City. He doesn't get injured. Um, Before this season, he was starting every game. So, he's played probably 100 games, if not more, in two years. So, yeah, he, he's played a lot of games. I think he was very good um, in, you know, them seasons. His his stats are really good, actually. Um, they're better than the eye test because a lot of people watch him and think he doesn't score. He does. He scores a lot of goals. Um the runs that he makes, he's so that's why Pep loves him, because he's so intelligent. The runs that he makes and the positions that he gets into, even against Spurs, you know, he was getting in he was getting into positions where if he was on a clinical season, he could have got goals in that game. Um so yeah, I, I like Raheem Sterling. I don't slate him. We'll never hear me slate him simply because all the racist people love jumping on it. So I don't even if I think, oh God, he was terrible today, you ain't gonna hear it come out of my mouth. Um, But I have said, I have admitted that he's not been in good form this season. I'm hoping that he's just a phase and he'll, you know, next season he'll be fine. But yeah, he's not been on it. I think anyone that watches Man City knows he's nowhere near his best right now. I just think his confidence is so low. In that Dortmund game, he only came on for five minutes and he had like a one-on-one sort of situation with the goalkeeper. He didn't even try and shoot. Normally he will shoot. He probably won't score, but he'll shoot. Didn't even try, he was looking behind him to see who he could pass to. So yeah, things like that. I'm I'm just hoping maybe with that trophy, I, I need him to score a key goal. Cause I think if he scores a goal against like PSG, his confidence will come back. And I need it, I can't see it happening, but I think he, he really needs to for his confidence. And then hopefully next season he can push on and go back to the regime that we know. <laughs>
0: uh before we move on to Ashton Spurs, just want to ask so it's one down. Um Chelsea beat you in the yeah. FA Cup, so it's so far a, a trouble. I I would just like to say my team won the FA Cup, not the league cup. So my trouble. <laughs> my trouble. Shamelessly, my trouble is a bit better. Yeah. But regardless, um, that's one down, two to go. I think mm-hmm. the Premier League is pretty much in the bag. You need six points. The most thing that you can yeah. get is um 82. You need two wins, 83. It's so it's so up, you will get two wins within the last whatever games we've got left of the season. So I'll count that as two. The Champions League, the trophy that has eluded you for well, since you've been taken over, I've been. PSG is your opponent. How confident are you approaching this game? I can tell by your face; it's not. To me, the
3: game that PSG. <laughs> right. No, I'm joking. Um, I don't know. Man City. The one thing that I can say for Man City is we've performed better in the Champions League this season than we have in the Prem. I don't think Man City have had the best league campaign even though we're probably going to win it um we haven't had the best campaign um we've not been that convincing in a lot of games and you know i think a lot of a lot of rival fans they kind of say things like oh yeah man city are not going to win that because they lost to Leeds." and i'm like if you watch us in the champions league and watch us in the premier league two different teams like they seem up for it we always have a chance i'm not going to sit here and say psg are way better they're going to beat us we have a chance We are going to struggle there because we aren't clinical enough at one end. And at the other end, we've got Mbappe and Neymar against Mm. Edison, who likes to come out and do madness. So, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a problem. And I think we are going to go out. That being said, we always have a chance. It's a game of football. A lot of Champions League wins. A one on luck. You know, a little bit of luck, whether that's from the ref, whether that's from, you know, the player just doing some madness on the other team and you get in or whatever. Um it's like that Leon game last season. Like everyone laughs at City for going out for Leon. If you watch that game, Man City should have won that game easily. They mm. weren't they weren't Man City were the best team in that game and we should have won that game. And it's it's one of them things I think, you know, we could get battered by PSG and win one nil. We've seen stranger things happen. So I think City have a chance. Um we do need to be clinical, we do need to take our chances and we do need to defend well. It's going to be difficult. It is going to be difficult. I'm not really looking forward to it. Um, That being said, Man City as a team, (laughs) at the start of the season, I wanted us to win the league and go further in the Champions League. That's all I wanted from Man City. They seem to have done that. So I'm quite happy with Man City, Um, even if we don't win the Champions League. I think we just need to make steps to get further because I think when we get to a final, it's 90 minutes. We have a chance, you know, so... I, th- I feel like PSG are one step ahead. They've been to a final and they've lost. Hmm. So now they need to go to a final and win. I do think the same will happen for Man City. You normally get to a final and lose before you win. So I think Man City needs to take them steps. So I'm, I don't think we're going to win it this year. Um, that being said, if we get to the final, who knows? We've got Pep Guardiola. Um, who loves the final? So, yeah, it's going to be it's going interesting. That's it for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who starts? Listen, listen, um, Stones is, I think he, is he back? Maybe he's back. Maybe he's back. Um, it's a difficult one because Stones has been really, really good for us this season. the poor is one of them players where he's either really good or he has a
1: complete nightmare of a game. So but Stones has had a few nightmares the last few games as well. That's what
2: I was saying. Yeah. Do,
1: you know, do you know what I feel about I Stones?
2: Do you know what I feel about Stones?
1: Mm.
2: Pep Guardiola even said it. The best way to, and this is, I fully believe in his philosophy, the best way to defend is keep the ball, yeah? Yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel John Stones is a walking mistake. I feel that he's, look, and don't get me wrong, he has defended yeah. well in situations where, where you, you don't have the ball and you have to defend well. He has done well, right? Yeah. But I feel that if you put, if he plays in a system where he's asked to defend more, he's going to yeah. make many, many mistakes. Like, look at yeah. the mistake he made for England mm-hmm. in the international yeah. break. For me, that was just, and I hate to say it because I do like him, and that was typical John Stones.
3: Yeah. That mistake,
2: mm-hmm. right? And I feel that he's looked good because Man City played more of a possession yeah. style game. But I feel the mistakes are still there, man. They're still in him.
3: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult one. I think Laporte Laporte had his worst game, I think, in a City shirt in that Spurs game uh, in the Champions League. And against Leon, obviously, it wasn't his fault. He actually got fouled. But, you know, he wasn't great in that game. So, I, I don't know. I, I would probably say Laporte, just because Laporte and Ruben Diaz, um, I think they have different feet. Because <laughs> I think we have so many left Footed. I think they're all left-footed, but I think um, the thought I don't even know. I, I'm not an expert on which foot they use, but I think they work better together based on that. Um, I think
2: when you're going up against Mbappe and Neymar, if he's fit, you've got to have your best defenders on that pitch. Yeah, yeah. You have to have your best defenders on that pitch.
3: I still think Edison is going to just do some madness. Oh, I'm not looking forward to this at all. Like.
2: No, it I've isn't. noticed that with Edison like one thing I'll wow. say is even in the Tottenham game you know when we beat you 2-0 yeah. neither of those goals should have gone in neither of them yeah. because if you stay on your line Son's going yeah. away from goal and Celso, the the ta- the angle that he's on and the kind of shot it wasn't even that power. that's not going yeah. in if you stay yeah. on your line you're saving that I, th- I think Keylor Navas will play a big part in that game somehow yeah. mm-hmm. he-, he always does he'll play a big part he's a top keeper as well I think yeah. I- I just feel a part of me feels that Draxler, um Draxler, Neymar, and ba- uh, Mbappe, Neymar if he's fit. I think it it, it could push City's defence too far.
0: Yeah. But
2: I, I it's it's I can't let's predict go, that one, but it's difficult. I can see it going either way.
0: Let's not know. forget Angel Di Maria as well, who's starting to show a little bit of form. Yeah again.
3: Yeah, we've we've it's hard to tell, like we've only played PSG three times before. Two of them times were years ago. I think we got two we got two draws and then we beat them. Um De Bruyne was the one that scored and it was nil-nil in the first leg of one nil at, at the win Paris. Yeah. So uh, that's not that's not relevant because the teams that they have now are not quite the same. But it's just interesting because I think in that Leon game, we'd never beaten Leon before. we played Leon once before and we got beat. So we kind of went into that game with a sort of are we going to win this game? It was, it was weird. It was a lot of pressure on us as well. I don't think there's as much pressure on City this time because PSG are in the same position as Man City. They, mm. Well, I'd say they've bought Mbappe and Neymar specifically to win them the Champions League. They didn't buy Neymar and Mbappe to win them the French League. They were already winning that. Yeah. With Man City, even though I agree we've bought certain players to try and win us the Champions League, that's not solely why we bought them. We've also bought players to win us the prem, you know, to to keep us where we are. So I think they're under a lot of pressure to win it, and I think they'll do it. I do think PSG will win it. Um, I, th- I
2: think I think um, I think someone in this site in in this semi final is, is winning the Champions League. Yeah. It's either going to be Man City or PSG. I can't see Chelsea or or Madrid winning it. Also, I think Variety is going to be back as well, which is big, which is big for PSG. Mm,
3: yeah.
0: Can I be a little bit controversial here? <clears throat> I'm not the biggest fan of Verratti. Are you lie. not? No, I think I think he's a, I think he's a quality he's, footballer. He's inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. That's my issue with him. The big he's game, he's been sleeping a lot. He's
2: inconsistent, but when he turns it on, oh, he's fantastic. You you, you don't want you don't want to play against him.
0: Yeah, reminds me and of, that's reminds the thing of. with Verratti.
2: this season. I mean, this season he's played in different positions. To be fair, he's played he's played in uh, he's played in a kind of a uh, CAM role, and he's played in mm. a holding role, mm. but. He, he's he's one of those guys, man. he
0: he can turn he can turn up in big games. Um oh, well I've been I've been told that that's blasphemy that I've just said. So <laughs> I, it's it's the consistency thing, man. Unfortunately, I, some
2: I you I, I feel the same way about because I, I do watch I, I try watch PSG a lot even before Poch was there. Like I do mm. I generally do really like their team. I was a big fan of Draxley years ago. I know he hasn't hasn't got to the, the levels that I would have hoped, but I've been watching them. He is very consistent with his performances.
0: Well, let's let's go to another inconsistent place, which is uh, yeah. You can hang your head all you want, bro. I know, I know the pain. I know. Um, I don't even know where to begin on this one. Um, we will start with the lineup. How about that? Okay, Ryan, Ryan Mason's selection and approach. Like I've I've been critical of Ndombele.
2: Yeah, I've been very critical of him. I've I've questioned his mentality. I've questioned his fitness. Um, I've. I've questioned him a lot. The, 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 he's got an abundance of talent that I'll never doubt, right? But at the end of the day, he is our best midfielder, and this is our biggest game of the season, right? We're not in a top four race. I don't want to hear it. We're not there because the ball is not in our court. If the ball is not in your court, you are not in the race, right? You are relying on other teams to win, and when they so you're relying on other teams to lose, and when they lose, you got to take advantage of it, which is something that we don't do a lot, yeah. So he's got to be starting. First of all, Liselso shouldn't be on that pitch. I can understand Harry Winks for the fact that we're not going to be on the ball as much. So Harry Winks, yes, he doesn't have a lot of quality, but he's got legs. That boy will run. He will make tackles. So I understand putting him in because of Sissoko. That that guy can't move, man. He can't move. Yeah. So I understand that. But in that's a terrible decision. Substitutions. You took off Lucas Mora, who, in my opinion, was the best Spurs. Apart from my opinion, best players on the pitch Hugo Loris, Toby Alderweireld and Lucas Mora. You've taken off Lucas Mora, who's the only player trying to make things happen, right? And then it's just these are just negative substitutions. And one thing I noticed, yeah, the two wingers, Son and Mora, they weren't tracking with their runners, they were staying high up, the, they were staying very narrow on the pitch, right? So when the ball got played out to the Man City fullbacks, they weren't. They weren't following. They weren't following their man. They were staying off. So what you have, what, what ended up happening is, you've got then Man City had the overlapping fullbacks. Yeah, when they had the overlapping fullbacks, you've now got two v one. And what was happening is the midfielders that were in the wide positions were getting dragged out wide, to cover to to to, to make up the numbers because you had two on one. So right. e- it was either Hoyer going out to the right, or it was um, uh, who's it was Leselso going out to the left. Then you had spaces in the midfield. Both midfielders are getting dragged out wide, and I think that was a tactical instruction because it doesn't make sense as to why, as a winger, you wouldn't track your runner. So I thought we was always on the back foot and we was light in midfield. Hoybier was running around, going out wide, leaving gaps in midfield. Same thing with Lascelles. And I, yeah, like 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 Jan said, the defender Toby Alderweireld. That was a brilliant performance from him. Yeah, Eric Dyer. Yes, he misplaced a few, pass, few, few passes here and there. And Gary Lin, Gary Neville was trying to play down these blocks. And I'm thinking, these are big blocks. Like, I, I, and I just feel that usually, even when we play stick-back football, forget this it, justice about Jose. man. I'm not having that. I'm not having that. Listen, uh, people are saying, oh, you shouldn't have sacked Jose. I'm not having it, yeah? I'm not really? having it. I'll ask. i ask, 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 ask you about that. I'll Don't worry. Consider what you're saying. His last about two that. trophies he won. He beat Ajax and Southampton. Like people are saying, people are are, are are getting are letting his history. You're not looking. People that are saying about this about history. You're not looking at the context of our season. If you look at the way we're playing, there's no morale in the team. The players don't back the manager. You can see that from the performances and the way we're playing. We would have got. We would have got absolutely tanked if Jose Mourinho was the manager. Okay. All
0: right. Let me let me ask you this question then, because. Um, So, Man City have won the last, before this one, they had won the last three FA um, League Cups. So, there's no guarantee that if Jose Mourinho was there, they would have won the game. That's that's a nonsense. That's a nonsense, right? Nonsense. But, I will also ask this question. Do you not think, and I know about how the season's gone, but in a one-off game where it's a final and things can happen, do you not think it would have been potentially better to have gone into a final with someone that has a record off winning finals as, instead of someone who is essentially very new to this level because he's been with the under-23s. But on under 23s, yeah. And Guardiola is a whole another level different kettle of yeah. fish. Do I, I hear you. Really better to just go through this final and then get rid of him rather than sack him and then give Mason that cracker.
2: I hear you and the answer is no and I'll tell you why. Because if he wins that trophy, the cost to then sack him is six times the amount right if we sack him after he wins a trophy 30 million you sack him when we were outside the top if you sacked him when we was outside the top if you sacked him when we was outside the top six it, it's, i think it's six million right so at the end of the day would you would you want to put yourself in a position where you couldn't afford you you wouldn't be able to you couldn't afford to sack him no and going back to the game yeah what I was gonna say is although that one thing that i didn't like it when it got to our final third, that's when I expect us to press them. Because I understand, I don't expect us to press them high off the pitch. Yeah, I expect us to get at them when they're in our final third. Don't don't sit back and allow them, uh, allow them to to pick the passes that they want to pick because they will do it because they've got the players to do it. You need to get at them. You need to be more aggressive. We weren't we weren't aggressive in the final third. And one thing, usually I can always say this is that going forward counter attacking, we're good. We were absolutely. Toothless, toothless, Ooh. son. That's the worst game I've ever seen him play. And son, yeah, I've been getting onto him all season because since the Arsenal game, when we beat them 2 0 at our ground, he's been non existent. And that's three months, three or four months ago, yeah. He's been non existent. And I saw times in that game, he's afraid to take people on. He's getting the ball. He does that thing where he does a little shimmy like he's, he does a little shimmy, like he's gonna, he's gonna take you on, on, on the, on the left hand side. And he just turns and passes the ball sideways or backwards, and I'm thinking, this is not the Son that I I know. The Son mm. that I know is taking it onto his left. That's what he loves doing. I mean, he was misplacing passes all the time.
4: Like, I mean, here's the, here's the funny thing that um that, come, that always comes to mind when when Son plays and Kane doesn't. When Kane doesn't play, Son always steps up, and Son's always there scoring the goals. He's always there putting on uh, putting the final ball away. But as soon as Harry Kane comes back in the team, he magic. I mean, who, who did you play last week? Where he scored like two goals. One was given offside and the other he uh, scored. Southampton. 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 He scores. And now he came co- Kane, Kane comes back in the team. But here's the thing, he yeah. In that,
2: in that Southampton game, he was poor. So poor. I was cussing him out in my group chats. And then he scored. That was a brilliant finish, by the way. His goal. But this this is the thing about Son. In the box That guy has a brilliant finish. Half a chance and it's a goal. Yeah, he will score score goals that most other forwards in the league can't score. Yeah, because he's got that instinct finish. But it's all the other parts to his game. This season have been so poor. So, so poor. And it's little things like key passes, five-yard passes, ten-yard passes, holding on to the ball for too long. He's moving like Lamella. Oh. In ter- in terms of holding the ball, for- like Damn. <laughs>
4: Damn. That, was, that was a bit cruel. That's like Lamella,
2: in ter- in terms of in terms of not me- in terms of decision making, he's moving like Lamella. It's just, mm. is is really uh, Son is a purple patch player, right? Perfect, the the perfect example of purple patch player. He goes on a good string of and he's done this last season, yeah. And rival fans don't because they don't watch all of our games, but he will go on a good run of games for like eight or nine games, score pretty much every game good performances. Next 10, 15, missing. Missing.
0: Um, And I've I've become
2: accustomed to it. So it's like, I know what I'm getting, but then I'm looking at you crying and I'm like, bro, you should be crying watching (laughs) your performance. (laughs) You should be crying after watching your performance. You can't, you can't come here and drop a three out of 10 and start crying. I'm sorry. You're a big man. You cry if you dropped to 10 out of 10. You gave your absolute all yeah. and you lost the game. I don't want to see that from him, man. Don't want to see it.
1: I saw someone say he had 85 minutes to come to terms with the fact that he was losing that game. So I don't know why he was crying at the end. Why, like, why are
2: you crying? Why? <laughs> why, and why are you taking off Lucas Moura? Lucas Morrow did more, did more than he did in that game. He should have been the Is one it- to come off. Yeah. You well, t- put, you put and the, the great thing about Lucas Moura is he can play on either flank. You can play the left, he can play the right, he can play number 10. Yeah. And I one thing I love about Moura, his quality, I question it, but I never ever question the guy's energy. And he, he's the type of player that plays for the badge. He's got a brilliant attitude. The guy spent the whole first half of the season on the bench, didn't complain, came on, won his, won his place back into the squad. I think I, I would have taken off Son in that game. I would. I wouldn't have taken off. Lu- I would mm-hmm. taken off Lucas, and I. F- I don't want to sit here and complain about that. But I just f- and say that's what lost us the game because it didn't. But um, these, well, do you, you think could have had a bigger impact if he started the game? Because I don't think he did. He did start, did he? No. Yeah.
3: The
2: thing. No. The thing is, what I don't know about Bill is I don't know if the guy can play two games in a row like that. And the thing is, yo, with Bill... My my worry my worry about Bale is if we play if we if we're gonna go up against a team where we we need to we need to you know be compact players need to do their defensive work. He's not the he's not the guy you want on the pitch. He's the guy you want on the pitch when you're dominating games, and he he's playing he's playing in the in the the opponent's final third. That's where you want Bell because what's he what's he best at producing on the ball? He's not going to be um, running with running with Sterling and and matching his overlapping runs. Bell's not going to be doing that. So, I can understand not starting him, but I mean, and had to be on that pitch. Celso, oh my god, I don't even
0: want to get started. You know what? You know what? I, I you know what? It, it hurts me I'm so tired of these mediocre you know what? players. Ash, Celso. Ash, you know what? Actually, hurts me because when he came into the club, so Kew, I think he will remember this as well. When he came to the autumn, I was like, wow, I was annoyed because at Batiste, I saw a player that was developing into. A top player, that like he was getting better. His his numbers were getting better. His performances were improving. So I was like, "Oh, Spurs have got him." Okay, this could work. And he came. He started off all right. I think he's alright. He all right, he started all right. Yeah, yeah, he
2: started all right. But then, and then towards the latter end of last season, he was. He, this is our fan base just blow everything out of proportion. They they were saying he was our best player at the latter end of last season. He wasn't right. He he did well, but here's my problem with Celso. You know what? You know when he's got the ball in in where there's players around him, you've got to make No time to think. Quick passes, quick little flip. That's when he's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Bro. He was brilliant in those situations. When he's got time to think, lift your head up, pick a right pass. Can't do it. Can't do it. Mm. Um, so, can't take a corner. Can't meet first man. This, this is what you get with Leselso. It's not good enough. He's not good enough for this
0: football club. Um, I mean, well, actually, no. Cael, how you doing? just hide in, bro? Bro, just continue, continue. Honestly, the only reason I
4: came on because we tried it. I'm not I'm not having that type of not ever-present. I'm not having it. You tried it, so that's why I'm
0: on here. I don't
4: have it.
0: It's cool to everybody else. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, well, at least he turned up. Unlike li- your uh, greatest strike who doesn't do it cup finals. But anyway. um Let's put some respect on his name, please. Let's put
4: some respect on his name. We'll just want we'll to We'll just want to face Don't worry,
0: bro. Don't watch. Don't we'll watch. We'll watch. We'll do that. Mava. Um, <laughs> From the outside, I mean, all of us are minus Asha. That like from the outside looking in, mm. how how big is? I think we need to really address this now because the Postino phrase of the rebuild keeps coming up with Spurs quite a bit now. How big is the job? Because right now, in general, in North London is looking a bit peak. Yeah. How big is the job at first? In North London, white, please. We <laughs> <You>
2: got white coming Colorless right now, bro.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Harringay Borough is a uh, leading North London um yeah like it's it's big and the thing that I don't get I, I get what you're saying Ash in terms of the the business decision of saving the money of um getting rid of getting rid of Mourinho when they did but you bring in Mourinho knowing all of this you bring him in knowing you're going to spend a load of money on him knowing he's going to cause problems knowing you're probably going to end his contract before the time's right and you're going to have to pay out a load of money and you bring him in to get that trophy. That's why he brought him in and didn't keep with Poch. So I do just still find it mad as much as I understand and why he's done it to save himself the money. But it's like, if you bring him in with all of that baggage to then not get the trophy and sack him the week before... Mm final it just seems mad to me because I'm like like you're saying in terms of the tactics of you know the wingers not being able to trap back and, and pressing too high and it's like these are basic things that a manager who's just been with the team for a long time who has experience at that level and in finals that you just think just give him that game I think you would have had obviously you can say would have could have should have you don't know what would have happened but I just think for a final you do need a manager who's Managed, and I think I still find that a bit just crazy. From given that that's what he was brought in to do was to win you at least the league cup, Mm. and he's got you there, and then you sat him there. So it's also just that thing of now going on from there, okay? You've tried the Mourinho thing, you don't have a trophy, so it's like now where do you even build from that? Because if if you had a trophy with it, but okay. You know, it's still the bad feelings. It's still the players who haven't turned up and we've got to rebuild all of that, etc. But you have a trophy that, OK, you've at least combated some of that mindset. Harry Kane, Son, these players who want to win a trophy will at least say, all right, we've won this one thing. Let's move forward. But now that there's not that either, it, it no. is going to be a rebuild. And to hold on to Kane as well what, is going to be a, a struggle.
2: And, and the thing is, it's like all these players come out and say, I want a trophy, I want to win a trophy. Show mm-hmm. it. Showing. yeah yeah no i agree that, with that, I agree that, is, with that. it was it, it was a gutless performance from every single person bar Alderweireld, lucas and
1: we, we had that with lukaku there was that um gutless. That, that semi-final against united and he was there he was in the press i think his like agents and stuff were in the press talking about you know needing a trophy at Everton and it was like You were in a semi final. You had about three one on ones, and you didn't score. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So I do agree with that, but it's 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 going to be a big job. Whoever whoever takes it on, and that's something. When when Poch was fired, it was a bit like what, but then oh, they brought Mourinho straight away. It was it was planned. Whereas this is like, is it planned? They know who they've got next. Was it just literally to save that money of not having to pay him the trophy bonus, etc., etc.? It's like. If that's the only reason to fire him and now you don't even have a plan of who to bring in, I would be worried.
2: If if you were to... One, one of the other reasons is there's there's a big kind of... There was a big... So we played Everton on the Friday. We drew. Josie Marino yeah. got sacked Monday, Monday afternoon. Late, um, I think early... I think it was like around one o'clock you got sacked, yeah? His sacking wasn't just because of that Everton game. His sacking was because there was a major bust-up in with him and Daniel Levy. Jose Mourinho really wanted to rest wanted to rest key players in the Southampton game for the final. This is my biggest problem with Daniel Levy and why I want him out of the club. Right? He he wanted Daniel Levy had, had completely disagreed. He has too much influence on the club and he said no, top four is more important and this is my problem the expectations from the top are not there and that's why we are Perennial losers because our expectations are to get top four. So Daniel Levy's saying, no, top four's more important. I want you to play the best players in, against Southampton. And Jose Mourinho turned around to him and said, well, seeming as if you've got a ball figured out for yourself, why do you need a coach? That's what got him sacked, right? So if that conversation, I mean, if Daniel Levy, if Daniel Levy keep, keep leaves the footballing stuff to the footballing people, like you yeah. should do when, you, when you've never worked in football in your life, then, then, maybe Jose would still still have been manager. So, like I said, all the problems at this club is down to two things. It's down It's down to poor recruitment, number one. Right? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and just criticize Levy. It's down to poor recruitment, and it's down to Daniel Levy. How, um, who are you? Who are you to tell? Who are you to t- I mean, you're saying top four is more important. The ball's not even in our court. It's not in our yeah.
0: court. Makes well, no this sense. Is, this is the second time that Jose Mourinho has been told something else by board members because when we wanted all the girls from your team, we were told that we had Chris Morning. Now he's saying that was your trophy and he's being told, no, you have to be on the top four. And you're right, the ball is not in your court. Um, Jan,
3: mm-hmm.
0: if you were Harry Kane, what are you saying? Are you out? Yeah. Or, uh, well, I can't dip.
3: When what?
0: I'm saying dip wears a colour similar to this. Similar? Similar to this. No, what? Oh.
3: Someone actually yeah, mentioned in
0: 2005.
3: It, what was that? That's, that's not more Arsenal, yeah.
4: More Arsenal, well, 2005, 2006. That colour. I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't care about that colour. <laughs>
3: I think, to be honest, like a first fan, I can't remember who it was. They mentioned it. It might be a good point, you know. Sometimes, like, it might be worth selling Hurricane from a Spurs point of view. Because if you sell him, you're going to get big money for him. English, he's got a few years left, you know. um, So you can sell him now probably for big money. He has been the best striker in the Prem. So you can sell him now. um, And then buy a group of players. Because we've seen it, like, there's been teams in, I think the World Cup is the best example of this, where you have a team full of, like, world-class players, but they just don't click. You know, like, Argentina should have been doing better than they were with Aguero and Messi, if we're being honest. But because the whole team didn't really play together, they didn't get that success that they probably should have got. And I think with Spurs, they've got sort of Harry Kane, who's, like, world-class. And then they've got a lot of players that are kind of average. They'd probably be better off doing what, like, Leicester have done and get a group of players that work together. And then, you know, you might have a chance. Look at Jamie Vardy. He cost a million pounds. He's come in and he's just killing it, you know. And that there are options available that are not the top, top, top players, but they could come in and work well as a team and get top four, you know, or get something like that.
2: So, like I, even, I don't like know. Worth him. Even like Liverpool, yeah, yeah. they sold Coutinho. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't want to sell him. And the same with Kane. We don't want to yeah. sell him, but they sold Coutinho. That allowed them to buy Alisson and Van Dijk and they won the league. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to sell Kane and win the league. Yeah. But what I'm saying is it could be for the best. And I look at Kane and Son, yeah? Let's let's have it right. Most players, there there are a lot of anomalies, but the majority, the vast majority of players, five years is 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 re- is usually how long someone performs at a high level in the Premier League, yeah. right? Because the intensity of the league. Son and Kane have been here for more than five. Son's Son's <laughs> just over five years. Kane is a little bit longer, but I feel that they've they've given their all. They've given us their best years under Poch it hasn't worked out sadly so i can't listen if if the money comes in i would take it and like Jan said you know son and kane that's that's probably 200 million be- between both of them right son about 60 60 70 kane about kane's about 130 right 130 140 right so if, if the money comes in it's very tempting to take it and say look 200 mil Add on the other Deadwood, Dele Deli Ali, Harry Winks, Sanchez, mm. Aurier, Lamella, you could get yourself 250-60 mil there. And 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 the thing is, people say you got who's gonna replace Kane. You don't have to get someone to replace Kane. Get someone that will score 15-20 goals a season. You buy other players around them. Timo one is Chelsea's top goal scorer this season. Right? They've got other players that chip in with goals. They don't score a lot of goals, but they're not relying on the same pattern. And that's what we've been doing for too long. So it's not about replacing Kane. It's about getting other players that contribute. We've had, we've got like five goals from midfield this season. Our centre backs, one goal. full-backs, one goal. Four. I feel like a Spurs. That mentioned
3: earlier, sorry. There's a player that was mentioned earlier that I think is too good for his team. That could maybe join a Spurs, and that's Saint Maximum's. Like, if you could get someone like him. He is quality, like I think he's so good. Like it's the way em- he-
2: It's his end product for me. Em- product, yeah. Say yeah, like, but what really he does in the middle, I
3: seen him um the other day when he was playing against Liverpool. And like there was about five players around him and he came out with the ball. And I just thought like if he goes under maybe a better coach, I just think he could be a good player. But not even just him, like there is other options, there's options yeah. abroad. Like, Man City, I think, they're not going to go and buy Haaland. They'll go and buy, like, Andre Silva, who apparently is 30 to 40 mil. And he's he's putting up big numbers. Like, players like that that you can get for 30, 40 mil. You get someone like yeah. that, he's 25. Who's there's to say the, he's not going to you know, get Kane numbers? Like, who knows? Like
2: there, I mean, there's, if there's, there's, players by at, the players. there's players at clubs in you know battling relegation that I'll take like Basuma is one yeah. that I'll take tomorrow. Yeah I,
1: I think everyone's, everyone's looking for Basuma though now. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I'd take him like there's like I said we need to spend money smart. But it's it's like it's not about going out and spending fifty I mean you look at Lesser's recruitment right Wilfred and Didi what was that 17 mil mm. I think it was yeah. yeah seventeen million he's one of the best um he's one of the best defensive midfielders in the league. Seventeen mil so mm-hmm. It's about spending smart. We don't tend to do that. I mean, we have done it with a few examples here and there, but our recruitment as a whole in the last 20 years has been absolutely shambolic and it needs to change.
4: All right, well. Spurs' conundrum,
2: I believe, is that if you, you either
4: keep Kane and keep Son, uh, unfortunately for Kane, though, I feel like because of his, his injuries and a, uh, the... Uh, he plays every single game, so he's bound to get more niggling injuries down the line. Or you sell him, and you either—I don't—I don't think you're going to sell him for the 150 million that you expect or maybe demand, because I don't think anybody's in the right mind is going to pay that. Right? That's sort all of money.
2: Maybe, I, think, maybe, I think. I think it's got minimum. Million. It's got to be minimum. Absolute minimum,
0: 100 million. Nothing
2: less. Maybe Let, me said, sorry, said
0: that Let me ask you a question. Now you said you said that. Let me ask you a question. i asking Spurs fans. This is interesting. Would you take £100 million plus Anthony Martial? <laughs> what, for Kane?
2: Yeah. Yeah! Yeah.
4: You're wild, man. You're absolutely wild.
2: Yeah. All right. Listen, put it this way, Put it this right way, it, it, If no one else is going to offer it, then I'll, I'll take it. Because, listen, yeah. at the end of the day, what's going to happen? We're going to keep Kane and yeah. We're going to sell the Deadwood. The Deadwood is going to get us about... If I look at the realistic Deadwood, I've got a whole list of 15 players that need to leave this club. It's not going to happen. Realistically, there's about... We, we, we're care home FC, right? We've got so many players, like Lamella, who's been here nine years. He's using us for... He's, he's taking us for the NHS, yeah? The guy can't stay fit. lacelso's another one. Sissoko's another one, right? Care home. If we get rid of the realistic players out of this squad, Yeah. I can see maybe 50, 60, 70 million at a push. That is not enough because what's going to happen is we're going to keep Kane and Son. We're going to sign average players like people at the level of Matt Doherty and the same thing's going to happen next season. And what's going to happen is Kane's then going to be 28. He's then going to, sorry, he's going to be 29. Then he's going to be 30. You're still going to have an average team. Kane's going to be 30. He's not going to be at his best level. He's going to be sitting on 300 grand a week and you're going to struggle to sign other players because you've got players like, like him on big money. Spurs fans need to look at the bigger picture now. Yeah? Spurs fans need to look at the bigger picture. The guy has given you his best years. We have failed him as a club. Yeah? And personally, I want to see the guy win trophies. And if he's not to do it with us, I want to see him win it elsewhere. That's how I see it.
0: That's fair. That's fair. All right. I think that's uh, we spent a lot of time with Spurs. So we're going to run this down quickly to the Hall of Fame. And I guess we should start with Cahill since he's a legend. Look <laughs> his face already. Um, his legend um, joins Hall of Fame first ballot Hall of Famer alongside Alan Shearer, Mr. Terran Ree. We will discuss the two of them though. But of course, um, from a Arsenal standpoint, Mr. Terran Ree, why? Explain to us why he is the first ballot Hall of Famer that he is. I don't need to explain. If you if you
4: watch the Premier League for the past 20 years, I don't need to explain to you why. You know why.
0: <laughs> I, 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 what if someone was born in 2010 and they're now learning? No, YouTube. YouTube, the man. YouTube. You know, like, do, do, <laughs> you know what, do
2: you know how I was saying? Yeah, the two first obvious choices have to be them. They're, there's no one else. Yeah. They're, they're, the two, yeah. they're the two that have to be the first two. I think it would have yeah. been. If, if gigs wasn't so
4: such, such a prick, it would have been him. I, I, and Honestly, you know you
2: know do you know what's mad about Alan Shearer? Yeah? <laughs> this guy played in the Premier League for nine team years. Bro, yeah. Nineteen years. That's unheard of, you know. Unheard yeah.
0: of. Well, um, firstly, Kel, that, that name that you mentioned, I refuse to say his name on this podcast anymore. Um, so that's fine. Big up big up Roderick, though, because that's my guy. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah,
4: sure.
0: yeah. um right, let's start with Marvel. We'll go with Marvel Ash, Jan We'll go like that, um, mm-hmm. however the screen is. Um Marva and on Do you agree with the first ballots? I
1: thought you were gonna ask me who between them to choose from. I was gonna to... that, that one's gonna be my same question, actually. So <laughs> I no, I agree those two definitely, one hundred percent. I've been the only one uh possibly Rooney to come, but um yeah, those 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 two for sure. Fair, fair,
0: and pick one. There's only one right answer. I can expect a Spurs fan to pick
4: Shearer, but there's only one right answer.
1: They're just—I find it just so hard to compare them as players, though. As well, it's just like Omri's. Really yeah, <laughs> given given that the age that I grew up watching and who I was most excited to see, even though my dad is a Spurs fan, it, <laughs> it is. Henri was just another level of watching for me, but it's it's so hard to choose between them.
0: Well, it, it is kind of difficult because I know Henri was definitely the better player as well, on top of uh Baba Vum. Um, but bear in mind what Cheryl got 260 Premier League goals and he missed two whole seasons through injury. So if he was fit, years, though, so that's, that's 17 years. I, but was also, that's what I'm saying, though. If he was fit for the other two years, imagine how many more goals he would have scored. Yeah, so it still, Ooh, yeah. it's still a fun discussion, regardless. Um, Ash. So is it is it Shira first Henri second, or you, you get thrown away the bias?
2: And... Uh, like 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 I said, I would have um, I would have had them both in. Mm. Um, I mean, Henri, let's have it right, man. He was the better player. He could do everything, right? Uh, and listen, I'm a football guy in it, so I love watching. I I love watching players that that have me in awe. Yeah, so. Yeah. I would take Henri, but listen, Alan Shearer, he's so underrated. Like when people talk about top five, I don't hear anyone mention Alan Shearer. And it makes me think, have you watched the guy? The guy had an absolute dumper of a finish. Like the goals he eat all types of goals, left foot, right foot, header, outside the box, inside the box. Like I remember some of the goals he scored for England. Ridiculous. Like, yeah, what def, definitely have to be the first two. But I'll go with Henri over um I'll go with Henri first in my opinion. It's notes, no, it's two no. Jan,
0: what are we saying?
3: Yeah, and Henry was. I love Henry. Um, he used to get like standing ovations at Man City <laughs> yeah. when we weren't very good. Um, yeah, I love Henry. Um, that being said, I do agree with Ash. I think Shira, people don't give him enough credit for how many goals he actually scored. I think someone said it worked out on average 30 goals a season. How many strikers go in and get 30 goals? every single season how many players do that because there isn't any at the moment that do that you know they might get 21 season 30 the next you know how many players so his consistency is the one thing he has over Henri because even though Henri was consistent when he was here he didn't stay as long so it was kind of a shorter spell so yeah i think they're definitely got to be the first two i want that hall of fame shirt that's beautiful I hope Man City copy it for their away away shirt next season, personally. But um I love black and gold shirts, man. Man City never do it and it's so annoying. And I think every time we win the league, I'm like, they're gonna go black and gold and they never do it. It's so annoying. But yeah, um, beautiful. But yeah, I, I love Henri man. Henri is 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 that guy. I'm hoping that Aguero eventually gets in this Hall of Fame. By the way, oh Aguero what? definitely.
0: I think when he retires, yeah. Aguero's already cemented his there. name yeah. in there. Yeah, he once, he, once he retires, he's in. He's in there. I think that's yeah. a certified Hall of Famer. Uh, Cahill, I wonder. You have to follow. You have to be retired by 2020. Currently, so he'll get it eventually. But yeah, oh, okay. five five years down the line or something like yeah. that. Uh, Cahill. Yo. Yeah. We speak on Shira. Speak on Shira because, read, we know we know how you feel. But speak on Shira. How do you when you think about Shira's achievements in the Premier League? I mean, it's it's one of those things where yes, he scored all those. Actually, no, no, that's not good, That's wrong way to start it.
4: Uh, he scored a <laughs> whole. He scored a whole bunch of goals, and they were all fantastic. I think technically, people don't rate him because he wasn't that skillful on the ball. But there was there is no player in world football today that has a better better shot technique. Every no single one. shot he had. <laughs> Top bins, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Clean. It was clean. No, no striker in, pre- in maybe world history had a cleaner shot than Alan Shearer. The thing that was a shame is that he went to Newcastle instead of Manchester United because we all know that he would have he would have won a whole bunch more titles than what he did, and he sh- and the goals that he scored kind of similar to Harry Kane should have earned him more titles than what he
2: got. He only got, I think, the Premier League was the only trophy. in He got his... it in Blackburn. Yeah, uh... yeah, yeah. Blackburn. And, yeah.
3: yeah, I won it. Uh...
2: Kenny Dalgish was their manager them yeah. Last, yeah. I think United had to lose yeah, and they man. did. They looked at this West Ham for them to win it. Um,
4: but yeah, man, it's one of those things where if he if he went to a club which won a whole bunch of more trophies, he would have been clear. But he didn't. So yeah.
0: Do you think that's why he doesn't get the respect that he probably deserves on a, on a higher level because he yeah. was at his Newcastle, which did yeah. yeah.
3: And I if mean, you're if you're a young like if you're a young kid and you come in and you learn about certain players that you didn't see, things will come into it. I think that's what Harry Kane's got to be careful of. Because mm. he could end up saying where he has this fantastic goal record that he's probably gonna beat a lot of these records that are there. Mm. But if he hasn't got the trophies to back it up, there will be mm-hmm. fans that are young to have watched him that will say, Well, what did Harry Kane win? And then when we say, Oh, he didn't win anything. They'll be like, well, I'm gonna put on real. It's, it's, it's legacy, in it.
2: It's it's legacy. Yeah. Like your your yeah. legacy is yeah. You can have goals, but your legacy yeah. is is by trophies. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like with Shearer though. Let's not get it twisted. He went to Newcastle to win
4: trophies. They were in. They were there and thereabouts yeah. when it came to winning the Premier League. They got to an FA Cup final, which they lost to Manchester United. I think they lost an the FA Cup semi or so to to
0: us or something like that. So they were they went there
4: to win. He went there to win trophies. It just didn't happen.
0: Um, here's a comment from uh, yeah. Views. I believe this is Leon. Sure doesn't get the respect simply because it wasn't pleasing on the eye. It's as simple as that, but old school people yeah. will recognise the achievements. Mad goal scoring record. I completely agree. Um, and yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you're talking about the highest Premier League goal scoring in history and arguably the greatest Premier League striker, or no, it was like striker player we've seen, period, in Premier League history. Um what's
3: no, a Crazy, do you know it's a crazy thing about that? If you add all of Shearer's goals and all of Rooney's goals together, Messi has scored more in yeah, four hundred and something less games. It's madness.
0: As for that guy, as for that guy, yeah, as for that guy, I've said he should be a Hall of Famer <laughs> for all leagues because he's destroying everyone. People were like, "Oh, can he do it in the Premier League?" Well, yeah. he just beat off everyone. Every big <laughs> Premier League team in Europe.
1: Against Premier League If you compare yeah. his record oh, against oh, Premier yeah. League teams, he's scored more
2: out. goals against the top six than yeah. Harry
1: Kane.
0: Yeah, Yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. From abroad, <laughs> don't make sense. Crazy, it make sense. Crazy, <laughs> the guy's a demon. The guy's an absolute demon. Um, but yeah, all right. Um, I <laughs> think so we can end up there. Uh just want to thank our guests for draining us. Daps couldn't stay on because his connection was a bit up and down, but he did say thank you for letting us on. And he uh, said thank you to all of you guys as well for joining him on the show as well. So I will plug him at the end. Uh, Marva, where can they find you?
1: Uh, at Marva MSK on Twitter and Instagram. And then um, I've got a YouTube channel too called From N4 to L4.
0: Nice, nice, lovely. I'll put that in the bio as well because I missed that YouTube channel. Uh, Ash, where
2: can they find you, brother? Um, at man like Ash9, as it is there um, on Twitter and Insta. Um, also, um you guys like, and subscribe and follow to uh, Never Foul, a part of Never Foul. I'm a host of the Tottenham podcast, which is called Views from the Skywalk. I've uh, got another episode today at 8, 8.30. Um, yeah, that's where I am. I'm part of the Never Foul team, so shout out to those guys as well.
0: Wonderful, Yan, It's Yan City. Okay, yeah, do- you can
3: find me on um, it's Yan City on Twitter, Um Yan City E N T on YouTube, and I'm mainly on Slack as i So subscribe to Slack as i Podcast, you'll see me.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, when you win the title, I'll invite you on the week after, so you can let the celebrations die down and you can come on and relax. <laughs> you know <what> I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> let Lily li- 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 <laughs> li- 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 marinate for a bit. Yeah, they exactly yeah, I was saying, Yeah, because <laughs> when they come on too quick, yeah, it, it hurts me. Man. I can't hack it right now. I'm as the no, no problem messing. With just the rest shit. of us can't deal with
1: that level of happiness either. It's it's, it's too
0: much for the rest of us. Uh, I'm a miserable git. I can't do it. So. Yeah, there I'm you dumb. go. <laughs> uh, Kale, where can they find us? This is us, Roadversal. Now, I... not a not of no, no, this guy. You can find us. On the free midfield podcast on YouTube, that's where you're
4: watching us right now. Free and midfield uh, on Twitter, SoundCloud, Spotify, and
0: Apple Podcasts. That's right, yeah. And this has been I a mean, that's that's right.
4: right. I've been I'm
0: <laughs> ever present. Forget, ever present. Uh, you, uh, you, I mean, you turned up late, so I mean. I'm still on this podcast, so not it it's ever present. Oh, cool. Yeah, present. Right. cool, cool. All right. Uh, thank you everyone again for joining us. Everyone that's been watching, thank you for joining us. And uh this will be another episode of the Free Myth for Podcast. Good night. <laughs>